0: One night in 2014, a Croatian man named Daniel Nesak waited nervously on a street corner in Brazil. He was 6,000 miles from home, drawn to one of the poorest, crime-ridden neighborhoods of Rio de Janeiro, São Gonçalo.
1: São Gonçalo was a notorious domain for drug dealers and gang members. But Nesak wasn't here to score drugs. He was, however, hoping for another type of treatment.
0: He stood outside a gated storefront that advertised one of the rarest items on Earth, miracles.
1: And Nessok needed one. He had been shot in the head during a war. Even though he survived the gunshot, he was now partially paralyzed, and his cranium had a long, jagged scar from multiple surgeries.
0: Nessok wasn't the only one hoping for a miracle. He stood in line with many other worshipers, all seeking cures for health problems, poverty, depression, even demonic spirits.
1: When the gates opened, Nesak and the others filed into a makeshift church that was furnished with cheap wooden crosses, a few tattered Bibles, and a large mural that read Jesus.
0: But inside, Nesak didn't find a traditional preacher or even a flashy snake oil salesman.
1: The miracle worker was a 10-year-old girl in pigtails and a pink sundress named Alani Santosh, and she claimed to be a messenger of God.
0: Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson.
1: And I'm Greg Polson.
0: And this is Cults, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Tuesday, we look at a cult's practices, their leader, and their followers. You can find all episodes of Cults and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This is the second episode of our special on miracle healers. Last week, we did a deep dive into Russian healer Anatoly Koshborovsky. He became famous for exploiting his comrades during and after the fall of the Soviet Union.
0: This week, we're turning our attention to one of the most famous healers in Brazil, a young girl named Alani Santush. We'll explore how a child capitalized on the evangelical craze in her country and ended up with thousands of followers.
1: We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news, all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active mint customers by 531.24. Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush.
0: When Alani Santush was still in the womb, her mother, Sandra, knew she was special. Of course, most parents believe their children are extraordinary, but Sandra's intuition went beyond that. She felt like her growing baby might be an instrument of God. She
1: assumed that when her daughter grew up, God might call on her to become a minister. Little did Sandra know what was in store for her little girl.
0: In 2004, Alani was born on the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, but her family didn't have a view of the legendary beaches of Copacabana and Ipanema.
1: On the contrary, they occupied a rough cinder block structure in the poor neighborhood of Salgansalu, home to blue collar families, as well as drug dealers, gangs, and violence.
0: Sao Gonçalo was not the safest place to raise a child, but Alani's parents, like many in the slums of Rio, struggled to make ends meet.
1: But even if the neighborhood was economically poor, it was rich in one thing churches. According to a report from ABC News, Sao Gonçalo has more churches per square mile than anywhere else in Latin America.
0: So it was only natural that Alani's parents, who were both devoutly religious, took their newborn to services with them. But something peculiar happened on one of her first visits.
1: When Alani was only 51 days old, the family encountered a woman who needed help. The lady had traveled to the church to seek healing. Her stomach bulged, and she was in serious pain.
0: Even though Alani was barely aware of what was happening, Her father had an idea. He placed the baby's hands on the woman's body. Within moments, the woman collapsed to the floor, her abdomen shrank back to normal, and she claimed she was cured.
1: There's no proof that the woman was healed beyond Elani's father's account, but believers considered it Elani's first miracle, and it wouldn't be the last.
0: While other toddlers were sounding out their first words and playing with blocks, Alani's parents encouraged her to pray for the power to perform miracles. And when Alani turned two, her parents decided to unveil her supposed gifts to the religious community.
1: Even though she was still learning to walk, she seemed to be right at home in the church. The precocious little girl stumbled around the room, approaching worshipers and laying her hands on them like a tiny Jesus. People started to take notice and record her actions.
0: In one early video, Alani, in a pink-flowered dress and matching headband, approached an elderly woman in a wheelchair. She placed her hands on the lady's legs and palpated them like an emergency room doctor. After a few moments, Alani grabbed the woman's fingers and encouraged her to stand. The woman staggered to her feet and could walk.
1: It seemed like another miracle for young Alani. But in truth, we can't discern much from the video. We don't know the official diagnosis of the woman's condition or what happened to her after the camera stopped rolling. All we can say for sure is that the crowd seemed impressed.
0: After that event, Alani became a regular attraction at the church. Worshippers couldn't take their eyes off this adorable young healer. It seemed that Alani held a special power over them. But that wasn't necessarily a miracle. It may have been for reasons rooted in human evolution.
1: Vanessa is going to take over on the psychology here and for the rest of the episode. Please note, she is not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist, but she has done a lot of research for this show.
0: Thanks, Greg. When Alani's followers focused their attention and affection on the cute child, they were, in part, demonstrating a well-documented psychological phenomenon. Research has shown that humans respond almost universally to cute things. Those chubby cheeks, big eyes, and other infantile features activate regions of the brain such as the orbitofrontal cortex, which is linked to positive emotions. Researchers even describe it as hijacking our behavior – we're almost powerless when we see a cute child. Some theorize these behavior patterns have evolved to ensure that societies, tribes, and families pay attention to children – to feed them, help them, and keep them safe. But there is a danger to this tendency. Anyone who knows how to manipulate it can reel people in.
1: Now, Alani didn't pop out of the womb ready to perform miracles or preach to prisoners and gang members. Like most faith healers, she needed helpers, enablers.
0: Some might say accomplices. For Alani, that was her father, Adauto Santoush.
1: Details of Adauto's early life are unclear, but what we do know is that he was born around 1968 in a poor neighborhood. Thrust into a hard scrabble existence, his family did whatever they could to survive. Even though they were devout Roman Catholics, they were involved with crime.
0: Adautu's older brother was a leader of a car theft ring, so it was only natural that Adautu followed in his footsteps. He too began stealing vehicles.
1: For a while, it seemed that Adautu had found his career, his calling. Then, when Adautu was in his 20s, Adautu's brother was arrested and sent to prison.
0: It was a turning point in both of their lives. While Adatu's brother was in prison, he left the Catholic Church. He chose to be baptized again in a Pentecostal church that was run by fellow prisoners.
1: It came as a shock to Adatu and his family. Not only had the brother turned away from their religion, but he also seemed more at peace. After his release, he gave up gang life and was a changed man.
0: Adoutu witnessed this remarkable shift in his older sibling and decided to follow in his footsteps. He turned to the straight and narrow, found a local Pentecostal church, and became born again. He even studied theology and eventually became a pastor, preaching around his neighborhood.
1: With hundreds of churches crammed into the tiny neighborhood, Adoutu had a hard time standing out. The few followers he did have were poor. And ministers like Adauto generally lived off of donations, which could sometimes be just pennies collected from their congregations.
0: Still, the new preacher scrimped and saved and opened a small hole-in-the-wall church. But he couldn't spend all of his hard-earned money on the upstart congregation. Around this time, he got married, and he and his new wife Sandra wanted to start a family.
1: They tried to get pregnant, but for years it didn't work. Sandra recalled that worshippers encouraged her to keep trying. They assured her that they would be blessed by a messenger from
0: God. Eventually, after seven years of trying, Sandra became pregnant. To the couple, the baby already seemed like an answer to their prayers, so when Alani was born nine months later in 2004, it wasn't far-fetched for them to think that she might actually be a miracle.
1: Not long afterwards, Adatu likely realized that he had found the perfect way to distinguish his church from hundreds of others, a He dubbed her Missionarina or the Little Missionary. The name caught on, and people started flocking to see the toddler perform.
0: More importantly, they opened their wallets and purses. We don't know how much money the congregation donated, but similar Pentecostal churches ask their followers to give 10% of their income.
1: In some locations, ministers spent almost a third of each service requesting money in a kind of shakedown.
0: But shakedowns don't feel as bad when they're coming from a cute girl in pigtails. However, Alani's charm would only last so long. What they needed were miracles. Adalto started by advertising that she could perform basic healings. Perhaps she could help someone with their anxiety or alleviate their intestinal cramps. But eventually, he claimed she could cure much more.
1: In a New York Times video from 2015, we see Alani do her healing work. On a hilltop overlooking the city lights of Rio, Adantu organized an outdoor service promising miracles. He welcomed people to join him and Alani and receive treatment for their health problems.
0: One worshiper escorted her son into the lights, her boy wasn't just suffering from common ailments like a broken arm or chicken pox. He had intestinal cancer, a heart condition, diabetes, and advancing blindness.
1: If the 11-year-old Delaney was scared of this challenge, she didn't show it. Her face was serene. She placed her hand on the boy's blue hoodie and sang a prayer into her microphone. When she was done, Adatu asked the boy what happened. He whispered, Something left my body. The boy was proclaimed
0: cured. The crowd erupted in applause. The boy even ran through the aisle between the lawn chairs to prove his new strength.
1: During these years, Adatu had parlayed Elani's status as a miracle worker into a sort of cottage industry. People were lining up for treatment for serious, even fatal diseases—hepatitis, HIV, lymphoma, and more.
0: Sure enough, Alani became a local celebrity. She made appearances on local news programs and talk shows, and even began hosting her own internet radio program. At one point, Adatu claimed they had received 2.5 million visitors to Alani's website, where you buy her DVDs and posters.
1: Alani's fame wasn't only in Rio's slums. It spread around the country, then the world. Soon she had followers in the US, Europe, and across Asia. People traveled from halfway around the globe to meet her.
0: But she didn't achieve such fame solely because of her ability to perform, or even because of her father's marketing. Alani was driven into the spotlight by the failures of two major institutions, the government of Brazil and the Roman Catholic Church.
1: Coming up, Alani Santouche takes advantage of a broken system.
0: Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. They say there's someone for everyone. A soul to share your secrets with. A companion to grow old with. A conspirator to commit crimes with. Starting this February on Spotify, learn about the lethal and legendary lovers who fought the law in the Parcast Limited series, Criminal Couples. If you've ever referred to your best friend or beloved as your partner in crime, this exclusive series is for you. Beginning February 1st, join me for a collection of unlawful love stories from shows across the ParCast network. Discover the extreme beliefs of cult leaders Tony and Susan Alamo, enter Fred and Rose West's real life house of horrors, and experience the madness and motives of the San Francisco witch killers fall for the most famous and feared pairs in history in the spotify original from podcast criminal couples enjoy two-part episodes every monday starting february 1st follow criminal couples free and exclusively on spotify
2: this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness forget dark alleys and cemeteries for some the gym is the scariest place of all But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
0: Now back to the story.
1: As we saw last week with Anatoly Koshporovsky, Miracle healers thrive when a society and government are failing citizens. Over several decades, Koshporovsky capitalized on his people's desperation, first during the fall of the Soviet Union, and more recently in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: On the surface, the former Soviet Republic and 21st century Brazil couldn't be more different. While Kosh Barofsky lived in an oppressive communist regime that outlawed organized religion, Alani Santouch's Brazil was a burgeoning capitalist economy with a nearly universal zeal for Christianity.
1: But there are also striking similarities between the two countries. In the 1990s and early 2000s, Brazil's social structure failed many of its citizens in much the same way that the Soviet Unions did. Where the USSR was dogmatically obsessed with communism, Brazil was once equally dominated by another institution, the Roman Catholic Church.
0: In the 1500s, Catholic missionaries arrived in droves from Portugal seeking to convert colonists and native Brazilians. From that point, the church became intertwined with the culture of the fledgling country. For
1: close to three centuries, Catholicism was the official state religion. It wasn't until 1889 that Brazil's new constitution separated church and state.
0: Even without government support, Brazil grew into a powerhouse for the Catholic Church. According to a 2013 report by Pew Research Center, the country still has the largest population of Catholics in the world, with 123 million worshipers.
1: But this is a much lower number than in previous decades. In 1970, close to 92% of the country identified as Catholic. By 2010, that number had plummeted to 65%.
0: This happened to coincide with the rise of other forms of Christianity in Brazil, especially Pentecostal and Evangelical denominations. Between 1970 and 2010, the number of Brazilians who consider themselves Evangelical or Pentecostal has more than quadrupled, up from 5% to 22%. According to the New Republic, during the 1990s, a new Pentecostal church opened every day.
1: In the early 2000s, that pace may have slowed, but it gave rise to organizations like Alani Santucci's tiny storefront church, the International Mission of Miracles. The reasons for this dramatic shift are complicated and numerous, but at its heart are poverty, power, and a lack of medical care.
0: One of the most important factors in this exodus from the Catholic Church is that many Brazilians believe church leadership didn't do enough for poor parishioners.
1: In the past few decades, income inequality has skyrocketed in Brazil. A study in 2018 found that the richest 10% of Brazilians controlled 43% of national income, and the poorest Brazilians, like many of Alani Santucci's followers, saw their incomes continue to fall.
0: But Brazilians didn't turn away from the Catholic Church only for economic reasons. In 2005, a bombshell report from the Vatican estimated that close to 10% of Brazilian priests were involved in sexual misconduct.
1: Not only did the study find that priests preyed on women and young boys, it also outlined a systematic targeting of low-income parishioners. One priest, Father Tarcisio Brichicu, who was sentenced to prison for abusing two boys, outlined his diabolical plan in a diary. He wrote, Get needy boys who don't have fathers and who are poor. Never get involved with rich kids.
0: For struggling Catholics, this scandal was another slap in the face. So someone like Alani Santush offered the perfect balm for their battered cheeks, the child was a symbol of innocence and purity, the opposite of antiquated, lecherous, male priests. And she also stepped in where the Brazilian government had failed. In
1: 1989, Brazil created an ambitious national healthcare system. It was advertised as a safety net for all citizens. But according to policy experts, the program was destined to fail even in its early stages.
0: Over the years, it only got worse. In a 2012 Gallup poll, 60% of Brazilians reported being dissatisfied with the national health care system. And in recent years, the far-right administration of Jair Bolsonaro gutted the program even further.
1: As the health care system fell apart, the biggest victims were, once again, low-income citizens. So what was this marginalized population, now without their traditional church or effective health care, to do?
0: Professor Cesar Romero Jacobi, a political scientist at the country's pontifical Catholic University, described the situation they faced as a state vacuum. He explained that without effective leadership from the government or the Catholic Church, that vacuum would be filled by something, or someone, that appealed to the people.
1: That's where Lanny Santouche stepped in. With the breakdown of the church and government, she took on the role not only of spiritual savior but also a medical doctor. Her twice-weekly healing services seemed more and more like an urgent care clinic than a
0: church. Which is fitting because her storefront chapel resembled a neighborhood medical facility with white tile floors and waiting room chairs. It was nothing like an imposing Catholic church with stained glass and hard wooden pews. All
1: of this still begs the question, why would thousands of worshipers turn to a young girl to solve a government crisis, cast out demons, and cure serious medical issues?
0: It might come as a surprise, but there's actually a lengthy historical precedent for turning to young people, especially young women, for spiritual guidance or healing. In ancient Rome, girls as young as six years old were chosen to tend the sacred fires of Rome. These priestesses were named Vestal Virgins, and it was a highly respected position in society.
1: The spiritual worship of young women didn't only happen in Rome. In Kathmandu, Nepal, there's been a tradition of choosing prepubescent girls to represent female goddesses since at least the 10th century. These young women are called the Kumari of Kathmandu and are considered to have a direct connection to the divine, which gives them the power to heal and grant wishes.
0: We see some of this pattern in Christianity as well, which has its roots in another purported miraculous birth, that of Jesus Christ to the Virgin Mary.
1: Jesus also encouraged his followers to embrace the holiness and innocence of children. As the book of Matthew recounts, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called to him a child and placed the child among them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven.
0: Since then, Christianity has incorporated children into holy rituals. The Catholic Church, for instance, uses altar servers in its masses, and one of the most significant miracles in church history involved three children in the village of Fatima, Portugal.
1: In May 1917, three Portuguese children claimed to see the Virgin Mary. The apparition told them that a miracle would happen later that year, on October 13th, she also revealed three prophecies about important world events, which the children kept secret.
0: At first, many in the village thought it was a hoax, but eventually word got out to believers. On October 13th, around 70,000 pilgrims came to witness the miracle.
1: So, what actually happened at Fatima? Some witnesses claim that the sun danced in the sky. Others said the sun transformed into a spitting disc. Still others argued that nothing happened at all.
0: Regardless, the Vatican deemed it a miracle, and Fatima became a pilgrimage site. Eventually, the two younger children, who died only a few years after the apparition, were canonized as saints.
1: In the early 2000s, Alani Santouche and her family built upon this strong tradition of belief in children as conduits for miracles. Taking advantage of the decline of the Catholic Church and the failures of the Brazilian government, Alani's father established his daughter as a friendly face for other disillusioned Catholics.
0: Thanks to all of these factors, their congregation grew. Alani appeared on television and in newspapers. They sold posters, DVDs, and other memorabilia.
1: For years, everything seemed to be going according to plan. But eventually, Alani's fame petered out.
0: Coming up, the downfall of a Lani Take something iconic, like the all-electric 2024 Fiat 500e. Add something electrica. Bring the swagger. And an Italian icon is remixed and ready to drop with its available premium JBL audio system. Tap the banner
2: to learn more. Fiat is a registered trademark of FCA Group Marketing SPA, used under license by FCA US LLC. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non greasy, fragrance free, and won't clog pores? With
0: CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe Facial Moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist-recommended facial moisturizer brand. Now back to the story.
1: As far as our research can turn up, the storefront in San Gonzalo, where Alani once preached, currently stands empty. There are no lines of devoted fans clamoring for her to heal them. The doorway is blockaded by a steel security gate painted orange.
0: Her old website was mysteriously taken down, too. The YouTube account linked to her Facebook doesn't have many videos or views, and she's no longer the subject of morning news stories and newspaper articles.
1: Unlike Anatoly Kosh who we covered last week, Alani hasn't staged any miraculous comeback. On the contrary, she's suddenly faded into the background. In recent years, she seems to have moved away from her poor neighborhood in Rio to the largest city in Brazil. Sao Paulo, where she preaches in a more traditional
0: church. Today, Alani is 16 years old. It's hard to say what motivates her, or why she transitioned from faith healing to traditional preaching. It's possible that she and her father learned the lessons of past healers and decided to become more legitimate before it was too late.
1: Or perhaps word got around that many of the people who she claimed to cure of HIV, cancer, and heart disease were still sick, or possibly dead. We can't find public reports about the outcomes of these healings.
0: While it's difficult to pinpoint what led to Alani's downfall, it was likely caused by two critical factors. First, Alani wasn't the only child healer or preacher, and her fame likely inspired more children to follow her trajectory. When families around the country heard about the success of the young girl from Rio, they realized that they might be able to do the same thing. More and more parents started claiming their own children were messengers from God.
1: Some experts estimate that there are now thousands of child faith healers and preachers in Brazil. Most of them are mentored and managed by their parents, and they can bring in serious cash to support their families.
0: So, Alani isn't the only cute face in the game. She was one of many Pentecostal or evangelical kids seeking success.
1: And many of her competitors had similarly dramatic origin stories. One of Alani's most famous rivals was a boy named Alex Silva, who got his start before her. Much like Alani, Alex's mother claimed that she had received a prophecy that her child would be an instrument of God.
0: Alex was born in the rural northern region of Brazil, where churches are even poorer than the slums of Rio. He started preaching at the age of nine, and almost immediately, people recognized his talents. Congregants swooned when he closed his eyes and reached his hand to the sky.
1: But no matter how popular he was in his hometown, it was tough to become a superstar in the countryside. So, when Alex was 11, his family packed up and moved a thousand miles to Sao Paulo. Alex's parents hoped he could strike it rich as a child healer in the big city.
0: But they didn't count on how big Sao Paulo was. In a city of close to 20 million people, they were overwhelmed and lost. For a while, they were homeless. They slept on floors and the couches of acquaintances.
1: Luckily, Alex was discovered by a local minister who decided to mentor him and manage his career.
0: By the age of 13, Alex traveled across Brazil and to Africa to preach in stadiums and large churches. He produced a series of DVDs of his sermons. He even headlined a Pentecostal conference with half a million worshipers. In a short time, he was considered one of the most popular young ministers in Brazil.
1: But Alex wasn't Alani's only competition. There was also Mateus Morais, who, much like Alani, grew up in a poor favela in Rio.
0: Mateus started out young as well. He began singing in his church choir at the age of two. Shortly thereafter, he began preaching.
1: When Mateus was only 10 years old, he was attracting crowds all over the world. He traveled to Europe, Australia, and even the U.S. to heal people.
0: At times, he preached to entire stadiums, and just like Alani and Alex, he filmed DVDs of his performances to sell. At one point, according to the New York Times, Mateus sold up to 1,000 copies per month. Many considered Mateus to be one of the biggest superstar child healers in Brazil.
1: With so much competition, it's understandable that Alani Santouche's dominance waned. But her biggest adversary may not have been the other miracle workers. In fact, she faced the same inescapable foe as Alex and Mateus. Aging.
0: When child preachers start out, they're generally cute and precocious. As we mentioned earlier, those big eyes and chubby cheeks have a distinct effect on our psychology.
1: But at some point, children begin to lose their baby-like features, and they become just like the rest of us.
0: In 2021, Alani will turn 17 years old. She's no longer a tiny girl in pigtails and floral dresses. She's almost as tall as her parents. Her voice has deepened an octave. She wears stylish jeans and sunglasses, and she's probably glued to her phone like other teenagers.
1: Instead of the wonderment, innocence, and sense of godliness that she exuded as a child, she now reminds us more and more of ourselves.
0: For those reasons, as child healers age, they attract smaller and smaller crowds. Their earnings dwindle, and they close down their websites.
1: And perhaps they start to realize that their miracles aren't so miraculous. They become aware of the money involved, the schedules, the sales, the pressure to keep selling.
0: But child healers like Alani shouldn't despair. Perhaps it's only a phase. As we'll learn next week, miracle healers come in all shapes, sizes, and ages.
1: Thanks again for tuning into to Cults. We'll be back next Tuesday with the story of Ambina Mwasapile, a notorious faith healer from Tanzania.
0: You can find all episodes of Cults and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Cults is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Cults was written by Adam De Silva, with writing assistance by Kate Gallagher, fact-checking by Claire Cronin, and research by Brian Petrus. Cults stars Greg Polson and Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa again. Before you go, don't forget to check out the new ParCast limited series, Criminal Couples. From apocalyptic cult leaders to bank-robbing bandits to married mafiosos, these couples give new meaning to till death do us part. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify.